0: You are listening to JCAS Journey, the inaugural podcast of JCAS Network. I'm Daron Reske, the executive director and executive producer of JCAS Network, and I will be your host of this chronicling of the creation of a new Jewish media project. Uh, welcome back to JCAS Journey. Uh, I'm Daron Reske, and I'm really thrilled today to be sitting uh, virtually via Skype with a dear friend, Robin Beatty, who has just launched uh, our one of our l- newest podcasts on Jcast Network. Hi, Robin.
1: Hey, Daron. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be talking t- with you. I'm,
0: I'm so excited that this show has um, has finally happened. We've been talking about it for a while, so it's exciting that this has become a reality all of a sudden, and I'm thrilled that we're getting to work together in this way.
1: Um, well, it's, it's really funny because... We've been, we've worked together in the past, but the roles are switched. <laughs> well,
0: I don't know that I took your role, but I think. Uh...
1: You might want to explain to people what I'm talking okay. about.
0: <laughs> um, so as, 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 as but a teen, as a but a tot, rather, um, I participated in the children's theater workshop at the ninety second Street Y, where you were the director. And yes. um, we did some great stuff together. Where... And
1: you and you were an amazing person as a uh, as a s as a performer and as a techie and you were like my assistant director.
0: <laughs> Mainly just because I gave you a lot of trouble.
1: You did. You did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so so you had so you had at that point you were doing a lot more theater and that transitioned. Do you want to give a little bit of your your story?
1: Absolutely. Well, I am a storyteller now, um, and in in fact, I was a storyteller then. But for a good part of my life, my love, my deep, deep love, was theater—live theater, live theater. Um, creating theaters, um, creating plays, working with other artists. And uh, which is when we met. I had just stopped acting and had just started my first. Uh, youth theater at the 92nd Street Y, and uh, yeah, that was great. And I did that for quite a while.
0: Um, I mean, even after I left, you kept doing it.
1: I know it was really hard, Daron, but I did. <laughs> I did it was it was. I mean, folks out there in podcast land, Daron was the best. And maybe we'll even post a few of the pictures. I have some amazing pictures of Daron when he was way younger, and he looks exactly the same.
0: Robin, if, you, if, you, if, you, if we're going to keep working together, we're going to have to reassess that whole p- sharing of the pictures of me as a kid. But, you know, we can discuss that offline, as it were.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Darn it. Oh. <laughs>
0: that, that's what you have as blackmail on me, I think.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, um, you know, uh, at while I was at the 92nd Street Y, people uh, suggested I meet Panina Schramm, the remarkable Jewish storyteller, the Doyen, Of Jewish storytelling, and I did. Mm -hmm. And though I didn't start telling stories, I was I was taken taken by Panina, who is one of the kindest people as well as an extraordinary storyteller. And it's you know circumstances you know conspired one thing after another until. I realized that storytelling was really what I'd been looking for a good part of my life. Mm. And so for the past 15, almost 20 years, I've been telling stories. And um,
0: you're based in New York? Or I'm based in a New based York area? New England,
1: to think of. And I travel uh, throughout the country and parts of Europe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Storytelling is the new old thing. <laughs> you can't you can't go anywhere without hitting upon narrative story storytelling, um, and many organizations such as the Moth, which has done so much to promote, you know, person to person storytelling, um, have evolved. My storytelling um, is comes from a slightly older at least in the United States tradition where I'm telling stories often that are from folklore, but I too tell stories that are personal and I too tell stories that are uh, a lot of fun in, in that way, in that same way. Um, I think it's
0: funny that you say that, you know, storytelling is the new old thing. I think, I think in fact, that maybe the new oldest thing. I mean, isn't that like we really, we really came from a place of telling stories in all of our traditions. You know, I mean, it's like so basic into where we come from.
1: Well, I think it's one of, it's, we are, our brains are organized to understand through story. Mm-hmm. It's the oldest teaching strategy. It's probably, I would say, though, some people have disagreed with me, that uh, other artists, that storytelling is the oldest art form.
0: Right, right. No, that's, I, I, I think that's completely right. But I,
1: mean, I, I I had some visual artists very unhappy to hear me say that. But um, be that as it may, um, we, understand, we are constantly searching for meaning. And, you know, I grew up in a storytelling tradition. My dad told me stories all the time. He told us all stories. And as a family, we told stories and acted stories out. Um, my brother was the first storyteller that I'd ever really met. My mother read to us constantly, um, you know, both fairy tales, and she was a little esoteric. She liked the rutabaga stories, which I'll be doing one of those stories coming up. You know, and, you know, our Jewish tradition is one of telling stories. You know, people of the book, what's the book? It's a whole bunch of stories which have meaning, deep, deep meaning which can only be communicated through story.
0: Yeah. Um and, and, and I would tell your visual artists who were upset with you that in reality, you know, they were, the, the, the visual arts were still telling stories. They just weren't linguistic.
1: No. Well, exactly. I mean, like, let's look at one of those cave drawings. What were they? They were telling the story of a hunt. Right. How cool was that? Right.
0: So we've told who you are and a little bit of where we come from, and we've talked a lot about stories. But the reason, the, you know, the, the cat out of the bag, the reason this is uh, important and in, and 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 meaningful is is that the podcast that you've put out that you're doing with JCast Network is a storytelling podcast, right? Right. So it's it's called Beyond Chelm with Robin Beatty. And I think that those people who know Jewish stories. You know, or know the minimal of Jewish stories. Understand the stories of, of, of you know the people of Chelm. Um, I think you know it's a it's a silly. What I, how would you describe the silly, silly city where everyone did the hardest things to get the silly to get the most mundane things done right? Is that kind of yeah, the idea well, of Chelm. It's,
1: it's a backwards. It's a backwards uh, city. It's a place where what's right is really left, and what's and up is down, and um, yeah, you do the hardest thing to do to get the easiest results, and and they're proud of it. Right, right.
0: Um, but For I think God I mean sake. I you know we're I, proud. I, I know both from your your background and your history and where you want to go. You know, and, and sort of like the name of the of the podcast was so simple because it's beyond chelm. Like you, you know, the stories you're going to tell, I think, are going to be much deeper, much wider, coming from a much, you know, a, a, a larger breadth of, of of backgrounds and histories, right?
1: Well, stories. You know, we share. For the most part, we share. We all share the same stories. You know, it's the names are changed, the places are changed. What makes a Jewish? You know, what makes a Jewish story a Jewish story? It has Jewish values and a Jewish higher power, and it has um, Jewish ethics, and it's spoken in a certain it's not an accent, but it's like you know when you're telling a Jewish story that it's a Jewish story. Mm-hmm. I've heard people who are not Jewish, black people, um, Hispanic people, tell Jewish stories, and something changes. Mm. But be that as it may, they're the same as other stories. Right. And what we do that makes it different is bring you bring yourself to it. Um, the stories I want to tell are Jewish stories and non-Jewish stories. I started with a rather old, well-understood um, and well-loved fairy tale. Um, that, and that was
0: in the, in the preliminary it, pre-episode that was
1: last. That's our pre-episode, just to see what it sounds like. But I'll be, you know, again, telling some Jewish stories, some non-Jewish stories, pairing them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I hope to do later on is to bring guests, Mm. Jewish stories and non-Jewish storytellers. And, you know, for now we'll put out stories. You know, eventually we'll work into thematic programs.
0: I mean, a lot of what you've done professionally yourself has been in the multicultural you know, uh, cross community, cross kind of historical stories, right?
1: Uh, Well, crosshairs, as you might say, yes. Yes. Uh, And it's but I, you know, it's as a Native American friend of mine says, what makes a Native American story a Native American story? It's a Native American telling it and bringing all that to it. Right. And, you know, it's funny, the older I get and the more I've told stories, I realize no matter what I do, I bring a certain sensibility that I was brought up with. And then I identify with it very strongly. Right. The stories. And, you know, there's a helm everywhere. Right. There's, 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 there's you know. So you, you don't got have helm. to be
0: in, in Eastern Europe in, this, in the 1800s to be in helm, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, Robin, one of the things I always loved whenever we got to spend time, both when I was growing up and now when you have come and, and acted as the fairy godmother of my children, um, <laughs> which is a very special role. Not everyone has a fairy godmother, but thankfully Nachshon and Betzalel do. Um, one of the things I've always enjoyed is listening to you tell stories so a I'm looking really looking forward to uh to listening to all of your podcasts, but I'm gonna ask something that I hope is appropriate is would you tell me a story?
1: Sure, sure you're not allowed to say no. <laughs> a story requested is a story to be heard so this is a this is. This is a funny little story. It's based on an old Yiddish um, song. And it may even be from the Yiddish theater. I have to look that up yet again. But it's a story that has come to me originally as an Appalachian story. And only later did I realize why I identified with it so strongly. So this is a story that has many names, depending on who's telling it, but I like to call it the overcoat. So once upon a time, a long time ago, way off in a village somewhere, very cold, there was a tailor. Now a tailor, as we all know, is a person who makes clothing. And he made wonderful clothes for everybody in the village. But for himself, he made nothing. Well, one day, a beautiful piece of fabric came across his counter. and He looked at it and he decided, today, today I'll make myself something. So he picked up his scissors and he cut and he cut and he sewed and he sewed and he made himself an overcoat. It was a beautiful overcoat and he wore it everywhere. He wore it when he met his wife-to-be. He wore it when they got married. He wore it when his first son was born and his first daughter. He wore it when he took them to synagogue. He wore it when he visited his in-laws, his family, here, there, everywhere, until it was worn out. He took it off and looked at it, and his children and his wife gathered round. Oh, dear, dear, dear said his wife. It is old. Yeah, pops, said his son. like, really, it's raggedy. Oh, daddy, daddy, said his daughter. Please get rid of it. But Joseph, the tailor, he looked at it and he said, now tell me, how could I get rid of this? Why, it holds our lives. It carries all our memories. And he had an idea. He picked up his scissor, and he cut and he cut and he sewed and he sewed, and he made himself a coat. Well, he wore that coat everywhere. He wore it when he took his children to school, when he picked them up. He wore it to their bar mitzvahs and to their bat mitzvahs, he wore it here, there, everywhere, until it was worn out. He took it off, and his children and his wife came close to look at him and look at the coat. Dad, you've been wearing that a long time. Really, Daddy, I'm so embarrassed when you wear it. Dear, really, it is ragged get rid of it. But Joseph, he said, now how can I get rid of this? It holds our lives. It carries all our memories. And so he picked up his scissor, and he cut and he cut, and he sewed and he sewed, and he made a vest. And he wore that vest, well, you know he wore it everywhere. When his first child got married and then his second child, he wore it to the bris of his first grandson. He wore it to the naming of his first granddaughter. Here, there, everywhere, until it was worn out. Well, he took it off. And now his in-laws and his outlaws, his family, his children, and his grandchildren gathered round. Oh, Zadie, 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 get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, Grandpa, it's nasty, dear. Yes, get rid of it. But Joseph, he said, how can I get rid of this? Why, it holds our lives. It carries our memories. And he took off that vest. And he got it out, picked up his scissors, and he cut and he cut, and he sewed and he sewed and he made a scarf. Well, and you know he wore it everywhere, here, there, everywhere until it was worn out. The whole family gathered, and they all said the same thing. It's raggedy. It's awful. Get rid of it. And he said, The same thing. Now, how can I get rid of it? Look, this holds our lives. It carries our memories. And so he picked up his scissors. Did he make a handkerchief or did he make a pair of gloves? But we do know that he wore them and wore it and used it until it was worn out. Well, by now, no one believed there was any cloth good left in whatever that was, the handkerchief or the gloves. And and his grandchildren and his wife and his children and his children-in-law and his, his family and his friends all gathered around and say, get rid of it, Joseph. Get rid of it. But he he looked at them all with a big, big smile and said, How can I get rid of this? Look, it holds our lives. It carries our memories. And he picked up his scissor and he cut and cut and sewed and sewed. And he made himself. Well, he made For someone else, for his granddaughter, a button, a covered button that he would put on the overcoat he had just made for her for the next day as a present when she got married. And he said, ah, now you, my dearest, my darling, you will hold all our lives. It is you who will carry all the memories.
0: Wow, I love that story. so do I. I I mean, and I think it also, it's like, it's perfect for this moment because, you know, we were talking about like the transformational nature of stories, which is what that story tells and talks about, and the transformational relationship of, you know, of relationships. So we're now in a new stage Wear an overcoat, became a, sh- a jacket, became a vest. Um, so, this is like, it's like so ultimately the perfect story for today. So, thank you for telling me, as you always have, wonderful stories.
1: Well, thank you, Doron. It's always a pleasure to have anything to do with you <laughs> and work with you again. This is the biggest treat. Thank you so much.
0: And uh, your show will be coming out on Tuesdays. Um, every other Tuesday is the current plan. Um, and so thanks for thanks for spending the time today. Thanks for telling the story. Thanks for joining JCAS Network. I'm okay. really excited uh, when I, you know, wanted to create this network. I wanted to make sure that we had a little bit of everything. And it wasn't just going to be Torah study and it wasn't just going to be kind of Jewish <laughs> politics. And storytelling is an important, you know, as we said, a core part of Judaism and a core part of our world and our everyone's lives. And uh, there's no better person to be doing this.
1: Uh, it's my absolute pleasure. And I do want to say, if there's anybody out there who has a story they want to have told, contact me through the website. Uh, I mean, through the, the Jcast website.
0: Now you do have a website. We might as well plug away. Um, it's dot right?
1: Right. R-O-B-I-N-B-A-D-Y.com.
0: Um, and, uh...
1: Well, thank you, Jerome. Love you a lot. Love you.
0: Mwah. Mwah. Bye.